this is your fearless commissioner, Tyler Hart, side-by-side cool commissioner of Combat House. Together, this is the Champions Podcast. Week one in the books, ladies and gentlemen. We're on to week two. We got Tom here in the house, Kyle here recording late on a Friday. So we're going to have, I think for the first time ever, projection, predictions based off of scores that have already happened right. from the Thursday night game. But, uh, yeah, otherwise, how we doing, Tom? Heard we're going rapid fire today. Yeah, we're doing good. Uh, just got in the mail this very minute thank you card from Sir Luco. As did I. Oh, it was, and you know what? It wasn't that generic of a write-up. Like, it was clearly, like, it very much wouldn't have applied to a lot of people. So he probably wrote a shit ton of those, and I, I thank him for not totally phoning it in like I probably did. I'm saving mine for later as a present. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so thank you, Sir Luko. Um I got nothing. Everything else news-wise will kind of flow, I think, together with how we discussed last week, the in-between, the week's moves, and the preview for next week. Yeah. This week, oof. That's week pretty two much... Already. Week one is done, Kyle. What's our first matchup you want to talk about? All right, let's go ahead and talk about some of the duds of the week. Uh, arguably, biggest dud of the week was Cash versus Acosta. Two yeah. of the, I believe, the bottom two scores of the week. Uh, when it was all said and done, with Cash barely squeezing out the win over Foxy Grandpas. With uh, the Aurora, Aurora Central Alter Boys getting a solid 127. And by solid, I mean depressing. So... Yeah. When you look at it, literally uh, half of his points came from three players, which if you remember his team is, you know, not necessarily a surprise. It's more along the lines of Devontae Adams and Derrick Henry did not show up. Oh, he started Russell Gage? He did. Russell Gage with the zero burger. (laughs) He He tried to trade it to me with, like, 30 extra dollars. Yeah. And I, yeah, like... He's he's a he's a nothing burger as expected. Ooh, but Acosta did even worse than Castro did, getting only 109. Did he have really any highlights? I mean, Cooper Cup outperformed Robert Woods. Cooper Cup was the kind of star of that Sunday night game. Yeah, literally, he got the most open downfield of any player in the last four years. So credit wow. to the Chicago secondary. But we saw the struggles with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Did, you know, 13 targets, no touchdowns. So he, Stephon Diggs got, you know, a middling performance, which, you know, should be enough. A middle, uh, You get enough middling performances, and you can beat 127. But, but really, no one else. I mean, Julio Jones getting you five points. Zeke getting you five points. A lot of these kind of past their prime guys. And, of course... One of the most talked about guys on draft night, Kyle Pitts. $10 on the auction, only seven points week one. Just isn't going to cut it, Kyle. Now, like, here's the ultimately what it comes down to. Acosta did so bad that Cash beat him despite having a player who got literally injured and taken out of the game on the first drive in Fitzmagic, and then Russell Gage put it up zero. So he essentially had two players score zero and still beat Cash or beat Acosta. So Acosta literally had an all-time terrible performance. I really want to credit him for that. And uh, we'll see if he can bounce back this week. He's off to a good start, but we'll get into that. 
Um, I will go ahead and uh, I'm going to give you credit for correctly picking this one last week. Oh, good, because I don't remember any of my picks from last week. Uh, you got four out of five, actually. So <laughs> starting off strong, but um, we'll see yeah. how many of them overlap with you. But yeah, it's just the really the only other takeaway here. Uh, I believe it was Jarvis Landry is now no longer part of the Foxy Grandpas and was traded. Let me double check. Yep, yep, yep. Jarvis Landry is gone. Yep, he, yep, that was that one. So, um, yeah. It was St. Brown from Detroit what was moved, which I don't even know if he's still on the roster. But if you are if you put out 109 points, I don't know if you can afford to throw away free players. Yeah, but um, not much else to say on that one. Next up, we're going to go to the biggest blowout of the week yep. with Patterson just getting waffle stomped, you know, by Wilson. The initials really did not show up. Granted... <laughs> They had a bit of an ordeal. They lost all of the Baltimore Ravens running backs. They traded away Hawkinson, who would have very much helped here. <laughs> yeah. Um, Saquon didn't do anything. Like, it was... What did Odell Beckham do, though? Did he do much more than Saquon? I mean, <laughs> Odell with the DMP and... Uh, yeah, Patterson using the first method of uh, preventing somebody from pirating a player... Uh, started somebody who did not play. Um, I don't... I, there must have been reasons. I mean, I think he could have thrown him... Granted, I think it was a late game, but it was like, he could have thrown him on the IR, and then he could not have been stolen. Right. So, like, yeah, it's there's reasons, but uh, again... Not, not the moves of a champion. But hey, the quarterback showed up for the initials. Right? You get 59 pass attempts out of Kirk Cousins. <laughs> And no interceptions. Like, he, he he better have, you know, a solid yeah. stat line. And that, I mean, 22 points is damn good for a Kirk Cousins type. Matt Stafford in his uh, debut in the, the that new Sean McVay offense, you know, plenty of touchdowns thrown around. You know, only, only 26 passing attempts, but very efficient with those. Yeah, me, meanwhile, the other end, Wilson had literally career performances from a couple of people. So, uh, Cooper had, God. I believe, the most receptions in his career to that point. Not the most yardage, but the most receptions. And then McCaffrey coming off of essentially a year of injury, right back where he started with 27 points. Yeah, nearly 200 yards combined between rushing and receiving. Yeah, Jalen Hurts starting off his NFL career strong with the 28 points. Like, I mean, nobody on Wilson's team really underperformed outside of James Robinson and the Bears' defense. Right. Like, again, like, hey, that's the Bears' defense he traded for. Yeah, everyone was, like, (laughs) solid 15 or blew up 20 or almost 40. So, yeah, yeah. Wilson was one. Of, was he our highest scorer? Number one or number two? I believe he was number one. Um, we'll t- a hot we'll t- start for our reigning champion, and not a good look for Patterson and his chances of getting out of the Chumps division. Two years in a row now, he has started a, a DNP uh, week one, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, yeah, really, the only other thing here to say: Wilson bolstering the quarterbacks, bringing in. Jameis Winston. Um, granted, I don't know why. I think it was more just there wasn't many people on the opposing team roster, but I, I probably would have taken Trey Sermon. But again, Wilson's pick, so. 
Um, yeah, so going on to the next one, let's go ahead and talk about um, two other chump division people battling right. it out with Sir Luco versus Vinny. Sir Luco putting up the most points in his division. Right. Really the only respectable chump showing so far. Let's be real. And it was really due to two players. It was from an otherworldly performance from Darren the Walrus Waller. Uh, 19 targets. Which Love it. Is I believe I like him already. Yeah, I believe it was like first of the league amongst everybody, like for just most targets. Uh, so that was insane. And then Tyreek Hill, anybody who watched that just would literally watch Pat Mahomes yeet it in the air and just like go find it, Tyreek. There's not much else to say. I mean, Sir Luca, I believe, ended up having the number one tight end, number one wide receiver. And Dak Trescott had to have been high up there as well, getting 400 yards, multiple touchdowns, and, a, yeah. and some carries in there. That really buoyed his score. On the other side, we got Vinny. 130 points. You know, you know that's got to be bottom three, I want to say. Would have beaten two of the chumps, actually, as, as, yeah. as bad as 130 sounds. Wasn't, you know, he was right in the middle of the chumps division. That <laughs> At 130, uh, Hopkins looked great getting the, those like ridiculous passes from Kyler Murray. Uh, but Josh Allen, even though despite another 50-plus attempt guy, not that exciting. Not the like number two overall quarterback we'd expect. 17 points you can get on a good week from like like a Sam Darnold type, right? Vince can't be happy getting 17 points out of Josh Allen. Because of that he investment, like he's stuck with a Leonard Fournette here. He's stuck with DJ Chark, who you know wasn't actually too bad with uh, as bad as Lawrence was. But man, Vince, there's there's going to need to be some rebuilding, some trend here. Because if Josh Allen's not at full, yeah, Chubb Vince, and Hopkins aren't going to be enough to carry him. Yeah. So I think the big one here is credit to Sir Luco. Um, he pulled us out, even though. Um, Raheem Moyser literally went off the field for the season after the third play. Um, yep. We'll see kind of how he goes along here. I think Vince's roster out of them, out of almost everyone, had the most intriguing number of people to pick up. Um, you know. Do you I, remember who was taken? Because I do. Um, I'm looking it up now, but why don't you just tell me for time's sake? It, it was uh, Naeem Hines, who just got a three-year contract extension as the uh, kind of change of pace second back in Indy. So that could that could bode well going forward. That could be a nice, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's... If, if there's an injury in that backfield, Naeem Hines looks good. But he also should be like a, a really good Danny Woodhead type. Yeah, I was going to say, he's got Tom, Tom Hurt pride written all over him, Naeem Hines. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I've owned him many times. Yeah, I mean, so with that, I mean, Sir Luco essentially jumped to the top of the division standings without really much effort. So, yeah. I mean, again... I mean, technically Castro won. Right, but he's got more points for Sir Luco. Right, it's, yeah, and it's... Did Castro really win? <laughs> so, again, all the credits to Sir Luco. Um, I, I did believe in you last week. Tom did not. Yeah, just remember that when it comes time for to inevitably trade with me. Okay. <laughs> uh, next up, let's, let's get rid of our matchup, don't you think, Kyle? Yeah. We I, were, 
this was the closest matchup, I believe, of the week. It was it was swinging back and forth too. It didn't feel like it was always this close, you know. Especially, uh, you had just a shit ton of nude games. I did. And, and <laughs> underperformed for like the first three quarters, and then you had a you had a, you had a real good finish to a lot of those games, and you caught, kind of you made it look a little tougher again. And then the first half again of the afternoon games, you struggled. struggled. Oh, and generally just the afternoon games, I struggled, right? I mean, it was like, True. all right, you know, Green Bay obviously shat the bed. Aaron Jones completely, yeah. <laughs> between Aaron Jones and Naheem Himes, they, they crushed the game for me. Naheem Himes, I'm not as upset with because he's the only running back to have gotten 100% of the snaps this week. Oh. You know, but it's like, again, it was just, it was deflating. You had DeAndre Swift with that last minute adjustment. Uh, could have been a disaster. Um, yeah, you could have gotten. Yeah, imagine you getting D Swift for free. Yeah, but they said like, oh, he's like, we're like definitely not starting him anymore. Like, he's going to be a limited role, which he was. I mean, he only had eleven carries, but eleven targets from your wide receiver Granted. from a running and a touchdown is. It's not exactly limited. I guess if you're down like 21 points most of the game to San Fran, you don't really need to run it up the gut. So his portion of the game became a majority of the game. I don't know. Yeah, and really, again, like, kind of looking at your roster, Tom, you definitely got helped um, by two giant plays from Tyler Lockett that were right. like 18 points alone. Um, the extra overtime got Higgins and Burrow a little bit more. And again, like the, the part that, to me that stands out the most is the, the San Francisco 49ers. They gave up 33 points, but because they also had so many impact plays, it still managed right. to get 10. That, that really swung it, I think. But Yeah, that could have been very, like that, t- like there's just like, this was a game that like a couple of like, you take away one Tyler Lockett touchdown and a pick six, and this is going the other way. Yeah. So right, that's all it takes. There wasn't really much else to say but that. Uh, right. You, You've got a bunch of young guys who kind of underperformed, like Tuo and Lawrence. You know, you'd like more from your running backs. I mean, again, it's like, all right, early. with 20 touches, I don't think Harris is going to get five points again. Right. Like, and I don't think Green Bay is going to be blown out by almost 40 every week. So I'm pretty positive on my team going forward. Again, Austin Eckler had zero targets, which is... Ridiculous. Like, that's not going to hold. So I'm, I'm pretty positive on my team going forward. And I didn't give you much. I gave you Ayuk, who had yeah, a solid just, Do I really want Ayuk? I don't It's probably better than James White <laughs> in terms of, like, potential. You know, like, Ayuk might get healthy and might climb back up the starting... I climb back up the depth chart. Yeah, it might be. I but... almost didn't take anyone. I really was close to not taking anyone. But let's get to our game of the week. Joe versus Garrett. Two of the highest projected guys going into this week. It didn't disappoint. Both of these champs division studs were kind of above average in terms of their scoring. But Kyle, what's the story here? What went down? Biggest thing, uh, Garrett got... To me, a little bit lucky with Debo Samuel. Um, I don't think anybody that would have rationally projected Debo Samuel top five wide receiver week one. 
Um, he had, I believe, it was like a maybe a 60 or an 80 yard reception as well to kind of pad his yardage and everything. So, I mean, that alone really kind of helped Garrett out. But, I mean, otherwise, obviously, Pat Mahomes, always going to be good. Um, Russell Wilson had that, you know, a lot of touchdowns. Again, touchdowns is the name of the game, and that helped Garrett. But he also had a lot of people kind of just underperform. So, I mean, you don't want to see five points from Mark Andrews. Robinson with only nine is not ideal. Gibson, while he got a lot of volume, um, didn't do much with it. Right. So it's just like, yeah, if you're that kind of running back, if you don't get receiving yards and you don't get a touchdown, suddenly like a near 100-yard rushing performance isn't that good in this league. Yeah, so I mean, like, I think in general, Garrett's team is going to average out over time. Obviously, I don't think Debo is going to put up 30 no. every week, but I do think he'll get better performances from the rest of his roster. Yeah. He's still maybe the team to beat, and definitely in that top tier. But I mean, if you're still just, dropping 180. If you're Joe, how pissed are you at Aaron Rodgers, right? Like, Aaron Rodgers finished QB 35. Tom, there's only 32 quarterbacks <laughs> that start. <laughs> <laughs> and to lose by about 15 points, you know, how many times has, you know, for 50, to get 15 more points out of Aaron Rodgers is just 16 and a half points. How many weeks does Aaron Rodgers have less than 16 and a half? We just needed average Aaron Rodgers against Jameis Winston to pull it off. And couldn't do that. But, um... <laughs> do it. Joe, but, you know, Kyler Murray looked just like a fucking, looked like he was Devin Hester in the backfield, the way he was moving. Not just like a speedy Mike Vick running running around the edge, but he was, he's just dancing back there and making great throws, jumping passes like Tim Tebow. He's, he's, the, he's the whole package. Yeah, it was career highs and po- fantasy points in our league for both him and Joe Mixon had a career game for yardage and carries. So Joe had two career games and couldn't get within 15. So doesn't say much there other than it's an interdivision loss, which is not great. But again, Joe should clean up against the Castros and the Acostas right. of the world. So he'll, he'll get wins going forward. And, you know, maybe with all of his fab money now, now he can bolster some reinforcements. Right. Yeah, he's a, he's a second-half team. So that's week one. We've gotten we had a lot of division matchups, which allowed you know some extra wins that you kind of wouldn't expect out of the chumps based on their scores. But somebody had to win some of these games. Someone had to beat you know Foxy Grandpa. <laughs> somebody but had man, to beat Vinny and his bitches. <laughs> right. <laughs> Overall, like. We hyped this season up with having Wilson come over after having Garrett make the transition two years ago. It's like a blood. It's gonna be a blood pass. It's, it's gonna be so bad. Like for you and Joe to both be winless already, and like not bad teams, not bad performances. Yeah, it's, it's... really unfortunate. Whew. And it's so great for like me and Garrett and Wilson to like have division games out the way and have have a win. It's just that's just so much momentum. Yeah, but going um, forward. It's like other than that, really not much on, on to speak of in general with waivers this week except for probably just Elijah Mitchell. Right. Fifty dollars. I was the second highest bid at twenty one. 
which kind of surprised me considering I definitely thought some of the people that were going to be running back hungry would, right. would jump up. But uh, that's okay because I immediately flipped that Elijah Mitchell into Derrick Henry. So Right, which is definitely an upgrade. And you know what? Derrick Henry kind of starts slow every year. Yeah. So that's like Derrick Henry's going to be fine. I think you got a lot out of that trade. I think Fab is overrated this year. Because most of your fab players, you're filling in buys, which might be extra important. But also, if you're just taking waivers, taking guesses on guys, you're not going to keep them for very long anyway. Half of them, at least, are going to get stolen. Yeah. So really, really, you only have $50 of fab. So you traded away $25 of fab for Derrick Henry. It's like, oh, that's kind of a steal. But you got not one, but two people to agree to it, and not very many veto votes, so yeah. that's but, um, the world we live in. And we are on to week two. A lot of teams, half of them to be exact, looking for their first win and trying to get some momentum in a year where momentum's going to be big because you spiral out of, control, out of control, you start losing bench player after bench player. You're more like to lose. A lot of pressure to at least get, get to 500 for some of these teams. Kyle, what is the matchup you're looking forward to? So let's talk about a matchup here that I think is going to be really telling um, as far as the Trump's division this year. So let's talk about Sir Luco versus Cash. Sir Luco from the Thursday night game has already kind of taken a a good 14-point lead, having only played Sterling Shepard, which was, I believe, his pickup over waiver wire this week. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Castro obviously only getting three points out of the Washington defense isn't ideal, but he can come back from that. But really, the most important part about this one is that it's going to determine who's going to take the lead for the Trumps division. Yeah, they are both 1-0. and Yeah, but you kind of look at the matchups here, I would say they slightly more favor Castro, right? It's like, I think Devontae Adams should do better against Detroit, right? Like, yes. I think... Yeah, oh, but obviously got to do better than whatever the hell happened in New Orleans. Like, I think, you know, Tom Brady should do good against Atlanta, who basically looks like they've already quit on the year. Versus, like, I don't think Dak is going to have close to 60 pass attempts against the Chargers. Like, I don't think Clyde Edward-Hilaire is going to be utilized much in against Baltimore. Chris Carson was completely abandoned, you know, kind of a thing. So it's like, while Sir Luco got a really good start... Um, in general, I just like again. I get less Waller and Hill drag his team to a victory, which is possible. Like I think it's going to be hard sledding. What do you think? Right, I think there is some hope for Serluco. I do like, I do like Brandon Cooks against Cleveland. Yes, a great defense, but Brandon Cooks is you know he's a deep threat, and this time Houston is going to be playing from behind. We all know Ty God Taylor can throw a deep ball. Brandon Cooks is going to get fed early, often, and downfield. He He's going to be a great opportunity for, for maybe five points, but maybe 25 points. And that might be what what uh, Sir Luco is going to need to stay competitive in this uh, you know brutal, this black and blue Trumps division. So I see the potential there. And I do see, honestly, a Prescott, um, fuck, Herbert shootout 
between Dallas and the Chargers. I could see another great Dak Prescott shoveling the ball to to his wide receivers. That could be another great performance from Dak. On the other side, Tom Brady versus Atlanta. Atlanta, I don't know if they're good at anything this year. <laughs> That's pretty much where we're at. <laughs> um, but Tom Brady is not exactly one to like take take it off the gas pedal, even if they, it's a blowout. Like he knows, you know, if they want to kill the clock, they need first downs. And who's better at getting first downs on that offense? And Tom Brady. So that's that's going to show up big as Tom Brady. I would be more concerned Dalvin Cook. We already saw like 60 pass attempts from Minnesota last week. They're only going to be in more trouble versus a high-octane Arizona. Dalvin Cook, unless he's big in the pass game. Or if they could, just play to, try to play keep away, right? Like, what's the right, best way yeah, to beat Arizona? Be, that might be in the first quarter. Who are they playing from behind right away, or do they get a little bit of control and they need to milk the advantage? I think this is going. This could this go a lot of ways. This will be close, but I think Sir Luca's going to do it. I do believe in Sir Luca. And I'm going cash this week. I think somehow our little Honduran makes his way to the top of the leaderboard. I believe. I believe he's an American citizen. <laughs> okay. So. All right. Who do you want to talk about next, Tom? Oh, let's let's talk about what you know on paper you would imagine is going to be a blowout. We've got Joe versus Acosta. Joe looked great last week. He almost beat one of the top teams in the one sixties. And what? How many points did Foxy's Foxy Grandpa score? Like one hundred nine, one hundred eight. Yeah, he's already got like a, basically a third of his points from last week. Right, with but just yes, Terry. yes, scares. Did you say my scary Terry? No, with just scary Terry. Oh, okay. I was thinking about trading for him. So. <laughs> Spoilers. If you're listening, Costa, I haven't talked to you about it, but it's out there now. Uh, but yeah, scary Terry dropping 27 last night is big because Acosta's team is not very good. I don't think um, Zeke is going to be any better against the Chargers. Mike Davis, we thought was going to be, you know, a nice all-around back. Not much competition for touches in Atlanta, but Atlanta might have just given up. And I guess they're they're waiting for the next the next thing after Matt Ryan, maybe. So that's not going to be much. Is there any hope for anyone else on the Acosta team that's going to shine well. I mean, I, mean, I would say Herbert is going to should like should be. Oh amazing. God, yeah. Right? Like Dallas. Dallas's defense, defense is nothing. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, and I mean Herbert through the air destroyed the Redskins defense. So it's like right. for me, it's like he's going to be passing vertical. I would not be shocked if Herbert got to like thirty something this game. So it's like if he just has like one or two people carry him, like right, like it's not crazy to think Diggs could also have a twenty point ish game. Like yeah. I think he he could be reasonable this week compared to Joe, yeah. which he has the better players, I think, obviously. But it's like his wide receivers are crapshoot. I'm not confident in De- in Henderson. Not confident in Brown. Um, Juju, I think, like it's he's got pieces of like. Have, of good offenses, but it's like Tom Brady's got you know three or four weapons to pass to. Right, Big Ben's got yeah. three or four pieces to pass to. So they all can all be the odd one out very right. easily. So, 
I think it's like you want to say Rodgers is this almost like the safest stud on his team. Like Rodgers uh, and Murray, which I, I like but, Murray this week against Minnesota because it's like their defense really didn't do much to Burrow. So right. Like that, and then I think, I mean, until Kamara shows otherwise, he's still going to be good usage rate, which is arguably the most important. Um, I don't know. It's just like, I think this one's going to probably be the closest game of the week, if I had to guess. Really? And uh, but I'm ultimately I think gonna pick Acosta, even though I like those team better. I just right. That's where I'm kind of leaning. You look, you scroll top to bottom, and you get really excited at Joe's roster until you see all those like you. It's like you said, those wide receivers that are just like, yeah, they're good. They have been good, but I don't. You can't count on a single one of them. Yeah. And I really don't want to pick with you, but of all the times we're going to agree, I guess we're both going to agree <laughs> that the chump team that scored 109 last week <laughs> is going to bounce back. We oh. are unanimous in Acosta's return. <laughs> His defeat has been wildly understated. Um, let's go ahead then and jump over to the champs division. Talk about two teams, both 1-0, going up against each other. I'm talking you, Mono Imano with Gert. You're not saving us for the game of the week. I am insulted. No, because honestly, here's the thing, Tom. I really don't have that much confidence in Garrett this week. Really? I mean, is this another case of you like the names, you like the talent, but we've already seen Gibson kind of underperform now two weeks in a row. You know, Robinson is probably going to continue his slow start. I think it's more just like... Or what is it for you? You don't trust Debo pulling it off again? Well, if I'm Garrett, right, you had a middling performance already. I might throw in Mike Williams, like, just as a high play, high reward kind of a thing, because it's like, I think he probably is going to get you more points than Edmonds. You know, and it's just like, in general, though, I just don't like his matchups this week. I think Jordan Taylor is going to have a rough week. Uh-huh. I think Robinson, until Justin Fields comes in, is going to be pedestrian right yeah. it's like he's gonna need again pat mahomes to light it up and it's like pat mahomes could, is probably gonna have a good game but like is he gonna be enough to carry i don't know i just like and i'm gonna cancel out a lot with travis kelsey so yeah. he has to, it's got to be a tyreek hill game which it, isn't that ridiculous of a of a concept yeah it's just like in general garrett's got doesn't have as many people that have the potential to go off this week for like 30 points compared to you i think at least as of right now which sucks because his bench is pretty good i mean you got rookie jamar chase uh claypool did well last week with the steelers and antonio brown might be the best wide receiver in tampa bay yeah, like Garrett, Garrett's probably going to switch his flexor, flexes around, I'm guessing, a little right. bit. Right, like he can't leave Antonio Brown there. But it's like, again, if he, if he believes Antonio Brown, then he's putting in Chase or Debo. And it's like, again, like I think he should like put in Antonio and Mike Williams. I think that's his best right. position to win. Um, but again, ultimately, you're going to cancel out with Lockett and Kelsey yeah. to a lot of his like big earning potential. And you still right. have Calvin Ridley. You still have, um, you know, uh, Swift and stuff like that. So it's like I, I just like the ways for Garrett to win. He really needed. He really needed Antonio Gibson to shoot off last night, and he did it. 
So it's like, yeah. unless Mike Williams gets another 25, I'm going to have to go with you, unfortunately, as much as I hate to say it. Right. There's Yeah, matchup-wise, there's nothing that's really scary that's going to turn anyone bad. I mean, like, T. Higgins and a Lockett were both driven on big plays. Calvin Ridley might just be on a terrible team and might need Julio Jones back. He didn't need Julio last year. He was better without him. But those three are the ones I'm kind of worried about. But I think I make it up with reliable Kareem Hunt, Joe Burrow, and Kelsey and Woods. They're going to get theirs. I'm not worried about those guys. I don't I don't see me losing. And I love – I'm hoping for some upside with Swift. Hopefully get more catches down against a rejuvenated Packers offense. Yeah, I'm going to agree. I'm also going to win. And that leaves us with how many more matchups, Kyle? So we got two. So we got what I think is – Not even second billing for that matchup? No. The second billing for me is who is going to be the worst team in the Trumps division this year. Right now, it's between – in my own opinion, I think it's going to come down to Vinny versus Patterson for one of the worst teams of the year. Oh, God. So – Again, Vinny, he's got Josh Allen, he's got Nick Chubb, he's got Hopkins. The rest of his team is ass. Like, to me. Again, I just like... Yeah. You want more than your three players. Like Mike Evans. Like, a lot of these guys just... Like, like you could you could steal some of Vince's starters and you might drop them. Yeah. Right? I wasn't sure if I wanted to take out a take of your bench players. There's a lot of starters I would ignore, too, if I could steal them from Vince. Woof. The one thing Vince has got going is that, literally, Patterson's already had two people play and both had middling performances. Saquon is not living Another up to Another bad right Saquon. Logan Thomas did a serviceable job for tight end. Again, like, he didn't carry him anywhere, but he didn't, you know, hold the bag, right? So, I think... Patterson's probably going to have a bottom three score this week, if I had to guess. So I, oh, literally, Vince just has to do average. Does, do you see? Which he's got. He's at least. So Patterson's whole team is ass. Vince's team is ass plus Chubb and Allen and Hopkins, right? Like, that's that's got to be enough. You, you would think. And it's like. Right? It's not like really. Patterson has any super upside plays that he could throw in, yeah. right? Like he's got two out of the three of the. What, Melvin Gordon gets hurt and and Williams is just a monster in Denver. Is that is that best case scenario? I mean, I, his biggest thing is his three receivers all need to have like twenty plus games. That's the only way Patterson gets out of this. Which right, yeah, all big, big Jeff Jefferson would be Justin Jefferson would be like double points with the cousin stack. So there's some. High variance upside. Yeah, I mean, like, but we we're both picking Vince, right? You know, I think I may have just talked myself into Patterson at the end. Really, three receivers. My thing is just with Vince. It's like I don't like. All right, if Cleveland gets up big, why risk running Chubb? Right. Yeah, feed it to Hunt. Miami Dolphins defense is quality, and Josh Allen did not look good last week necessarily. True. And then, like, Hopkins, I think, is going to be Vince's shining star. Yeah. It's just the rest of his players are unproven at this point at best. So I'd rather Vince show me he's good. So I'm actually going to take Patterson with the upset. Wow. Yeah, maybe maybe I am a little overly harsh on, like, the narrative of, like, the downfall of Patterson going from 
championship after championship to starting out players. Maybe that emotionally is weighing to me, but I'm still going with Fitz. <laughs> gotcha. Um, and that leads me to our game of the week, Tom, which I'm guessing is not the one you picked. No. Yeah, of course you put yourself in the game of the week. The, the new four-headed Hydra, the one that has been discussed in the sleeper chat. Nobody's talking about Tom versus Garrett in the chat. <laughs> He's just blinking aggressively for our, our audio listeners at home. Hey, but that that those two quarterbacks he got at least they got a oh wait wait you're starting Big Ben now Big Ben <laughs> wait, wait what we're going Big Ben and we're going four running backs and we're getting two receivers who are very injury prone we're going the thinnest roster in the league is what is the goal that's fine that's fine I think I mean I think your team your team is better than last week right in terms of your roster are your matchups better what do you think I personally, I'll be like, okay, do we think Aaron Jones is going to do worse than he did last week? Do we did? Do we think no. Harris is going to do worse than last week? Do we think Eckler is going to have zero receptions again? Like, I just like... Henry's going to do better. I think, like, well, I don't think Thielen will be as good, obviously. I think he... I don't no, think that's like the Harris. only one I think would go backwards, though. Right. So it's like, for me, it's like, I just... I and think Hawkinson, like, maybe. But Hawkinson could, could easily match it just as much. Right. So it's like, for me, it's like... My team, if they do average, is good. Like, they're going to put up, I think, 150, 160. And it's like, Wilson, you're really banking a lot on McCaffrey. And it's just like, I don't know how Montgomery, David Montgomery does against Cincinnati. Like, I just, the Bears' offense is a big question mark. Right. You know? What did New Orleans, who McCaffrey, McCaffrey's playing New Orleans. What did New Orleans give up to running backs last week? Yeah, not much. Not- not much to a Aaron Jones, who historically is a top ten guy, was like bottom, bottom tier, not really worth starting last week. So yeah, McCaffrey could be held back. Do we do we think Amari Cooper is is getting like nineteen catches or whatever the hell he got last week? Yeah, he has thirteen catch career game. I don't think so. I think, Again, like, do I think he good. does fine. Like I think yeah. he's good. Like, but my biggest thing is like. I think Wilson does worse at tight end. I don't think Gronk's getting multiple touchdowns. I think James Robinson would struggle in Denver. And it's like, theoretically, San Francisco's got a good enough defense to hopefully maintain Hurts. Hurts and Keenan Allen are really the only ones I'm afraid of going off. And it's just right, like, yeah, Keenan Allen versus Dallas is going to be big. That's got to be huge. That's why I'm hoping it's more to Mike Williams instead of Keenan Allen. Like, I think Keenan Allen's probably getting 15 to 30. Like, that's, that's the one part of this I'm really afraid of. But it's like, I think, in general, just top to down, my team's more solid. He might have the top two players this week. But again, I'm really bullish on Harris and Jones having their worst games of the season. Right. And at least not getting five points. <sighs> but who am I going with? <laughs> I, I usually like to pick against you, Kyle. But I guess, you know, you've got this Hydra going on. You've got, you know, old-ass Big Ben, which, you know, he's he knows how to play ben. football still. It's like, you don't even have to think he does good. If his offense is that good, they're going to do good for him. <laughs> think like Drew Brees' noodle arm edition. 
I'm, I, you know, you I guess I'm, I'm picking you. I, I really, I was, I think it'd be, it was going to be a nice dramatic twist if I wanted Wilson, but yeah. no. I guess I'm going with you. I don't think I'm not that confident. I think this is another close one. More than likely, yes. But I'm picking you. So ultimately, here again, this is going to wrap up our. Week two in review. Any final thoughts for the kids at home, Tom? Oh, just the usual. The chumps are chumps. The champs are looking are looking great. Whatever it takes, Kyle. I know I can make it through. That was Tom Hart, your commissioner and tied division leader. Against Kyle, your co-commissioner, potential relegee. Signing off for the Champions Podcast.